When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I am your host, Matt Brady. Joining me, as always, for our Nintendo and Zelda chat is Tiffany O'Malley. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I am doing amazing today. How are you? I'm great. You know why? Because we're talking Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to dive into a very popular fan theory, something Tiffany and I have wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks now, and that is... Is Link dead in Majora's Mask? Yes, everyone wants to know. Everyone does want to know. (laughs) So let's just uh, briefly go over what the theory is, and then we're going to kind of dive into it a little bit. Um, Pun intended. So (laughs) if you're familiar with this theory, after the events of Ocarina of Time, Link gets sent back in time to when he was a kid before the events really happened. And Link saved the day. So Link is now venturing out of Hyrule and he's looking for Navi and uh, ends up falling down this enormous hole into this land called Termina, um, where he meets Skull Kid and an adventure ensues. <laughs> um, so essentially, the big theory is that Link died falling down this hole. Am I correct, Tiffany? Yeah. 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 So Link falls down this hole. It's As we know, Termina is a parallel world. Um, mm-hmm. Parallel worlds are certainly a thing in the Zelda universe. We have the Shadowverse, the Dark Worldverse, uh, you know, Low Rule, like, yep. Uh, yep. Big and Tall, all, or all that stuff. <laughs> well, in, in uh, Minish Cap, you go from... Oh, okay. I thought I was thinking Minish of, like, Cap. the Big and Tall shop. <laughs> yeah, the Big and Tall shop. No, uh, you, the, uh, in Minish Cap, you go from, like, Big to... Tiny. There. There's Foz. There's Foz. That's so, not the only one. Believe me, there'll be more like, marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, uh, yeah, every, every episode, he, every episode, he'll he'll be appearing at some point. But he's part of the show. He is. So <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of the theory. So that Link's dead, and then you, when you go to the different areas and the zones in the game, they all could represent uh, one of the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of go over this. Um, I will say. Uh, I worked in psych for like four years, uh, and I have a minor in psychology, so I'm pretty much an expert. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Take this as 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked in the psych field professionally, therefore I'm pretty much a psych professional. So <laughs> just kind of throw that out there. No, anyway, though. Uh, so it is the Kubler-Ross model of grief. Essentially, there are five stages of grief you go through when you, uh, when somebody around you dies. You have um, denial, um, where you you know you don't want to believe that somebody is dead. Then it goes to anger. Um, you know, why is this happening to me? How can this happen to me? Who's to blame? Uh, bargaining. Uh, that's a lot of times you'll hear people like you know, please God, you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then you get to depression. You know, why, why should I bother with anything? What's the point? And then acceptance is when you um, come to terms with it, with death is typically mm-hmm. uh, what the grief is for. So um, some interesting things about that we'll, we'll cover here in a second about this. Um, so before we go, is there anything you want to say, Tiffany? Any no, I'm just the, ready. Any, any kind of the, any kind of the lead up stuff? Okay, um, cool. No, I'm not, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. So I think the biggest factor that could prove that this theory is true is we see Link fall. And um, immediately, we kind where we get the first mask, right? The mm-hmm. Deku mask. We end up finding that. Oh, hey, there's like it's. We find out that the mask is from like a dead Deku, right? Right. Uh, um, and then we can't make our way to Clock Town, and that's where I think the theory really picks up. So, um, Clock Town represents denial. Tiffany, do you want yes. to go, and go into that a little bit? Some of the NPCs we see in uh, in sure. Clock Town. So, if you think about when you go into Clock Town, um, you know they're all preparing for this carnival. Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing something. They are living their lives like there's no impending doom. When right. even though everybody can see that moon, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, and so <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's smiling at you. It's like, smiling at you. Yeah. So, like. If you when you go into the mayor's office and they're having like this fight and the mayor doesn't know what to do and the soldiers are saying we need to run, but the carpenters are saying, hey, no, we're going to stay um, because they're working to build, you know, all these things for the carnival. Um, they are in denial, like the carpenters, especially because they're still working. They're still doing this. They're thinking this um, carnival is going to happen, even though this moon is basically going to fall on them and kill everybody. Mm -hmm. So they are in complete denial that anything is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from that point on, as we venture into the other areas, each, the way that it's not just that, um, we've talked about before some Zelda games, you get to pick up and go wherever you want. This game is a little more linear and it's interesting that the order in which you really go to the different zones represent the orders of the stages of grief mm-hmm. um yeah you hit denial first everybody everybody in clock town i mean you the moon is falling down it's gonna destroy everything but everyone's like yeah it's whatever not right. that big of a deal not that big like, of a deal they're still delivering the mail everybody's yeah. still working at their jobs everybody's like, everybody's focused on their own problems that you have to solve um, yeah over and over again um because just the way the game's set up and that kind of uh mm-hmm. you know three three day period where the days keep happening over and over again. And that's, you know, kind of that there's an argument for that too, that that could be like purgatory, right? That like exactly stuck stuck in Mm -hmm. purgatory. Yeah. We can come back to that too, but definitely. um, Okay. So now let's go to the next area which represents anger. Right. So this is the woodfall area. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we enter this woodfall area, we see that, um, the, the Deku princess is gone, right? Yep. Somebody has kidnapped her. So the Deku King um, takes out his anger on the first thing that he sees, which unfortunately is uh, this little monkey guy. Yep. And so we find him. He's tied up to a pole. And it says, we're about, he's like, we're about to punish this foolish monkey who kidnapped the Deku princess. He's insulted the royal family. You know, I'll make kind of like a, an example out of him. 
And um, you just, I mean, he's, he's angry. He's dancing around. They're all losing their minds inside that temple or not the temple, but the palace. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, it's rage. (laughs) They're raging. Yeah. And I mean, actually, you know, it's kind of when you think actually about the, the creatures or I guess the creature or like the, the, the times of the species, I guess the races um, you meet in this game, actually like, you could make the argument, well, Dekus are always kind of angry. And then as we get to the other ones later, they do kind of, that is kind of their personality. But mm-hmm. there is something to say about the order in which you meet them um, as we kind of keep diving through this, through this specific uh, plot, I guess, this idea of, of the thing. So, uh, okay, so let's mm-hmm. go ahead and move on to Snowhead. Okay. Represent so sno- bargaining. Yep. Bargaining, yeah. So, um, Snowhead, man. So this one is like really sad. So mm-hmm. you find Darmani. Is mm-hmm. that how we want to say it? Yeah. Um, his ghost, um, his grave and everything. And he's like watching the village and he, he just wants to come back. Mm-hmm. And he's like begging to come back. He wants magic to be used in order to live again because he can't rest. Yeah. Which that's like heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is. This game's sad. This game isn't just this game. <laughs> this game is also not just dark and like the most mysterious Zelda game. It's it's sad. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of like sad things that happen in this game because a lot of this game deals with death mm-hmm. too, which I think is something very uh important to take and take. i think it's often looked over like mm-hmm. not not completely looked over because obviously like we see that a ghost obviously he's dead and then later right. on in the great bay the guy dies but like mm-hmm. when we get these masks i feel like all we're thinking about is we get these masks we get these powers we can go into these temples but we don't really think like well, these people are dead yeah and this is like their spirit captured within this mask yeah yeah, and it's also think about the eyes too, and of the mask, right? Like the eyes seem very peculiar. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, even when you get the great or what is it, the great fairy, not the great fairy mm-hmm. mask, the uh, the final one, the oh, the fierce uh, deity. deity, yeah, yeah. Like Link's eyes are very specific. They're not they're not Link's eyes, right? So, and then you know, in a lot of cultures, the eyes represent, especially if you go back to like you know Egyptian and stuff like that, they would put things over their eyes, right? Um, when they die. So that's kind of an interesting thing with the masks too. Okay. Let's go to the great Bay, which is my favorite area of the game. <laughs> so this represents depression, right? So that's our fourth stage. Nope. This is, oh. uh, yes, it is. Sorry. Excuse yeah. Me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was looking at my notes wrong. It's okay. So Mikayu, is that mm-hmm. how we want to say, um, yeah. who is Azora? Uh, So we meet him and he learns about um, the missing eggs of Lulu, his girlfriend. Yeah. They're missing their children. Right. So, I mean, that in itself is crazy depressing. Yeah. And then he, you know, he passes away. Mm hmm. And, um, but like before he dies, we get this, like, we just see depression grief and sadness yep Mm. yep this game's sad this game is so sad okay uh so let's go ahead and hit up acceptance and then we'll so we can start jumping around after that so 
Ikana Valley, Ikana right? Valley, yep. The land of the dead. Yeah. So if it's the land of the dead, that kind of hits on acceptance anyway, because you realize yep. that you're dead. They're dead, whatever. So you're accepting this. And, you know, they're going around, not trying to be anything else, not denying it, not getting angry about it, but just, okay, we're dead. This is the way that it is. Yeah. 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 And then when we, when, when you get, when you get to the tower at the end, right. right is mm-hmm. when that the argument is that link is, it represents link like ascending, you know, towards mm-hmm. like heaven, I guess, if you want to say right. tower and, leading into the heavens. Right. And it's like leading up towards acceptance, like this guiding light that mm-hmm. is like shining through the darkness. Um, okay. So each, so we know each area kind of represents um, one of the stages of grief, which um I think that's just an interesting way to do the game. Like, you know, every, every Zelda game, they all have different inspirations, Mm -hmm. things like that. But, um, you know, one of the develop, one of the reasons that they had this game, the way the game, the time, the time is set up in this game is because they had to make this game really quick. They had to make this game within like a year. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was, well, what if we just essentially groundhog day, is what this game is. It's it's the yeah. Link's, it's Link's version of Groundhog Day where you just repeat over and over and over again. So the idea is, well, what if we had more, you know, you had more time. And so that's kind of what this game is. And so, you know, people could just say, well, use that as the argument. Well, okay, mm-hmm. the, the whole mechanic is that it's just Groundhog Day because that's what, that's what they wanted to go with. But the fact that they went with this stages of grief, and it's clearly the stages of grief, um, there's right. always some sort of underlying tone, especially in Nintendo games. You see this all the time. Like all you have to do is watch like any of Shigeru Miyamoto's production like videos or anything where he's talking about any of the games. And he always picks a very specific element, a very specific thing for each mm-hmm. game. Like if you look at why in Star Fox you fly up through those like towers, it's mm-hmm. because Shigeru Miyamoto is like, oh, well, when I was a kid and you'd walk to like, some shrine or something there you'd walk through these arches and i always thought that was cool and so it's just like these like yeah it's just these really bizarre things that he picks so it would not and i know ag enuma um is the series developer but Mm -hmm. Miyamoto always sees over all this stuff so i'm sure he had his hand in it and (laughs) you know you can take that for what it is but Mm -hmm. okay um so should we talk about some of the masks and how the masks masks. Yeah. yeah let's let's go ahead and talk about some of the masks so each mask we get, we get essentially from somebody who's died. Yeah. Um, like the transformation masks. And then, you know, you as Link, I guess you could say you like take part of you carry on their um, persona. You carry on some of like their spirit. Um, and their so, skills too. Yeah. And their skills too. So they're, you know, when you think of like ghosts and spirits and all these kinds of things, I mean, I don't think it's too far to think that like, you know, Nintendo would do something like that. I just think it's oh, kind of, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, so I guess first, there are a lot of people online I've read are talking specifically about the fall. Like if Link could have survived that fall or not. Right. Which I think is just kind of ridiculous. I think that's like besides the point. Like, um, I think, yeah, there's definitely, like, especially in like Ocarina of Time. Yes, mm-hmm. you can just jump really, really, really far and roll when mm-hmm. you hit the ground. Yeah. Um, but Zelda's always kind of taken falling as a like a way where you really 
do lose life. I mean, go play the original, and if you fall off the edge, you lose life. I mean, in most of the Zelda games, if you fall off specific edges, you lose a heart or something. Right. So, I mean, even in the series, falling is something they've always seen as kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of damaging. So, yeah. And I mean, especially, I mean, the way that he falls, like he's falling like down the street trunk and then there's like all these weird symbols that are like popping out, which mm-hmm. is like crazy weird. But it seems like this fall is of a distance that hasn't, that he's never encountered before. Yeah, absolutely. And also, how does Epona get there? Right. I mean, he's riding right. on Epona and then yeah. Epona shows up. She's like, oh, hey, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have the name Termina, um, yes. which, you know, uh, could be like terminal. And I know that there are people who are like, well, they mean like an airport terminal, you know, like you're sitting there, you're stuck. But that, I think, then leads into the idea, is it purgatory? Is it purgatory? Right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And a lot of when you, you know, like, you know, I, don't know, I watch like Supernatural, a lot of these other things with deals like ghosts and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of the times with the idea of purgatory is you are stuck there until you can do something to fix it, right? Or accept it. And mm-hmm. Link has to go around and fix everyone's problems mm-hmm. before he can leave. Yep. So yeah. well, and also well, let's speak of the people who are in there. Um, so this takes place directly after Ocarina of Time. Right. The people who are in most, I should say, the majority characters within Majora's Mask are identical copies of people from, from Ocarina of Time. Yep. So they're people who he he's encountered in his uh, previous life or before or, when he was living, right. um, and now they're in his purgatory zone or his afterlife yep so yeah it's all yeah it's all it's certainly all possible and you're probably saying well nintendo is like a family company they don't do this kind of stuff well i do think uh so i'm going to reference another game here i just think it's kind of interesting so it's actually i believe in the guidebook Mm -hmm. um so in super mario brothers 3 um when you're in you know once you get to the the castle like not the castle but a lot of the end stages you go on airships Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And um, in Super Mario World, there's a ghost ship you have to go on. It's like one of the it's like the only one you go on, but it's an airship, and it's actually yeah. from Super Mario Brothers Three. It's referenced. So you're going onto this ghost ship as Mario, and you're like you're fighting the ghost of the airship that you killed. Like, shut up. Yep. It's, oh. No. It's, Yep, it's one of the last things you do before you get to go into like the Bowser's like area. Yeah, My yeah, they, I, I, yeah, it's in, it's in like the guidebook. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah. So it's just like, so it's not past the Nintendo to really no. like be like, oh, and, let's let's kill you know kill yeah. things. And stuff well, like that. even and from let, when this game came out, let's, yeah. And let's think of family companies. Okay, Disney's a family company. They kill everyone. Yeah, and this is Japan, <laughs> so, and Japan's way like. <laughs> different about this kind of stuff than we are here in america even for the even for the mid to late 90s yeah i'm not i'm not putting it past nintendo yeah never um so even okay so after his fall and all that he's a deku scrub he comes in he's in that little uh entryway it's a clock town right even the happy mass salesman you've met with a terrible fate haven't you Mm -hmm. his his terrible fate is his death. Yeah. What else would it be? What else is his terrible? His terrible fate is that he right. got a that he got a, it, a ma- Yeah. 
Is you it like you're yeah. in this alternate universe? Is it like, I mean, come on. Clocktown seems like a pretty cool place if the moon wasn't going to fall on it, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> one of yeah, one of the one of the big arguments is that well, the way this t- game takes place in the storyline in the timeline is that well, in Twilight Princess you fight a ghost of like the hero of right like we know that the hero of the times the hero's but, shade. Uh, yeah, the hero's shade. But as much as we love the Zelda timeline, keep in mind the <laughs> Zelda timeline was really super convoluted and didn't really make sense until they came out with Hyrule Historia. Mm-hmm. I think they were kind of piecing, to be honest. I think like they had some idea and then they kind of just threw it all together when yeah. the Hyrule Historia came out. And now like they're like, okay, well now we have to be like really careful about the timeline. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and like a lot of it makes sense. And I, like, I think a lot of the references are just references to other Zelda games. Um, but I mean, it's cool and interesting that they, that they pieced it together the way they have, but you know, you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking, you're talking about, I mean, before, before Hyrule Historia, as long as the, t- as far as the timeline was concerned, we had like no idea because yeah. it's not like you'd have the internet really. I mean, even in 2004, the internet was there, but it wasn't like it is today where you can yeah. search things up in like a matter of seconds, you know, mm-hmm. from your hand, from your, from your phone, which you carry with it 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. And then you're talking, you're even today, it's still difficult to get really good interviews because you know, they have no answers. Well, it's not just that <laughs> it's, well, it's not just that they have no answers, but it's, you know, they say something, they, you know, what's the context to a question and then it's translated. And a mm-hmm. lot of Nintendo has a very, very bad translation. Like <laughs> the way they translate <laughs> things sometimes, even today, is still like terrible and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I mean, you also just have to think about like, there's just like a language barrier too. Like in, J- in Japanese, there are some words that just don't translate to English. And so, what ends up getting translated and then the way you construct it. So as far as like the timeline of this is concerned, I think you can toss that out the window. Yeah. You can completely toss that out the window. Um, So yeah. And then, okay. There's some other people saying like, yeah, link it's a hero shade isn't a Stalfos because like link Mm -hmm. doesn't turn into like a skeleton. Okay. Again, I Mm -hmm. don't think that's like, that's like a super, important point um if link would if link had died in the lost woods as a child he, wouldn't he have been turned into a skull kid no yeah. i don't think so no do all do all the people turn into skull kids that die in the i lost don't know woods? i don't know how many people are dying in the lost woods like i only have the we only can reference a few of them i suppose yeah so i mean it's not it it wouldn't make me not believe this theory i guess i should say it's not strong enough evidence there we go no yeah it's not it's not strong enough evidence yeah evidence for me either and then okay so right at the end of the credits link is shown back in the lost woods where he began his journey Mm -hmm. um this time he's not stopped by call kid and able to ride on okay but if link is dead Mm -hmm. then you know what's to say that that's just that's not him riding into heaven or whatever right and that's exactly what i was yeah that's what i was gonna say like at the end of the game he's going off into the fog and i even wrote in my notes i wrote equals acceptance so he's he's accepting it he's able to move forward Mm -hmm. so yeah the game i would kind of compare this to in terms of story is i think leaks awakening 
um, where that world is kind of a dream, but this world isn't a dream. I mean, Nintendo has flat out came out and confirmed. I mean, I know it talks about translations, but Nintendo's mm-hmm. confirmed. No, Termina is a place. It's like, it's not a dream. It is a yeah. place. It's technically, um, according to the Hyrule Historia, it's a parallel universe. Yep, it's a parallel world. There's a lot of oh. those in the Zelda universe. Uh, right. So. <laughs> right. And um, also another thing, like uh, the sky. There's a sky there, mm-hmm. which is weird because he fell down a hole. Yep. Yeah, but I, I, I just, I've always considered that to be, if he was alive, then fell into just a... Uh, just another, it's like just a, just a, just another universe. <laughs> the Foz. Oh Lord. <laughs> he has a lot to say about this episode. He does. But um, so like falling into another world, like the parallel universe is another world in itself, right? Like, but I mean, you can also say like, yes, it's a another world, but is it like the purgatory world for him? Like, purgatory right. could look different for you know each person. We don't know. So maybe this is just links purgatory and it's a real solid universe for the sky yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and you know the other thing is um so if ocarina of time can change the timeline a bunch of different ways we know that the hero fails in one of those arcs so it's not like link always wins yeah and this time we know link fails because i don't think you can beat the game in one three-day period can you well i guess you probably could if you like speed run it but, speed running aside, though. Yeah, speed running aside, you're you know if you really want to do everything in the game, you're not beating no. the game in mm-hmm. one three day cycle, right? So, mm-hmm. but then you have to get into like songs and going back right. in time, slowing yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. So what's to say? So yeah. So what's to say that Link, you know, doesn't? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't yeah, once you start messing with time, it jacks everything. It it does. It really We've, it really it really does. But we, we've seen, I mean, clearly we've seen this. So, and then Ocarina of Time itself, I mean, that was the originator of jacking everything up. And this is a direct, uh, it came directly after it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Oracle of Ages and Seasons comes after it. And it, and it does, you know, you could say, you could say those <laughs> games jack it up even more. But. It does, it does more time stuff. <laughs> yeah. More time stuff. Um, so, okay. So, so, what do you think? Do you think, do you think Link's dead or do you, or do you not? I'm going to say he's dead. Well, you're going with you're going with Link's dead. I'm going with he's dead. Yeah, I uh, I'm going with he's dead just because I think it'd be interesting. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I like I, it. <laughs> yeah, because I I do like it, and I think it's cool, and I think that it makes this game more interesting. I mean, I'll go ahead and say probably sixty percent. I'd say sixty to seventy percent. I'd say he's not. Um, but I do think I just think it's interesting, and I think it's one of the things that a lot of people like about Majora's Mask. Um, not just mm-hmm. the gameplay that it's, you know, Ocarina of Time expansion pack, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this game, you know, we talked about this game, like this is the only game that had purple as Zelda's in purple. It's not in, it's not in red, mm-hmm. which I've always, I've always found interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a darker Zelda game and yeah. Nintendo likes to try different things. Yeah. Um, and now as well, we I think I th- in Breath of the Wild, Everybody's, I mean, with the exception of Zelda, I mean, Link, it's Link and Zelda, but all the, all your other hero ghosts now. Yep. They're all yep. dead. Yep. They're definitely all dead. Is Link dead in Breath of the Wild? Is we don't Link know. dead in Breath of the Wild? <laughs> uh, probably, <laughs> <We don't know. laughs> probably not, but we should do that theory. Well, we, sh- 
We'll look it up. <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, we'll die. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll die. We'll we'll dive into that theory. Um, I think I just I just want to say like I just want to like head cannon. Yeah, he's dead in this because I like the evidence more that that supports it, and I believe the evidence more that supports it rather than I believe the the uh, evidence that debunks it. Yep. No, well, I can. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can go with that. I, until I can, someone comes out and says, "Hey, no, he's not dead." I'm gonna believe yeah. it. Until somebody from Nintendo comes out and says, "Hey, he's not dead." <laughs> yeah. But okay. Exactly. Anything? Anything else on this theory? No, I think that pretty much pretty much covers it. But I would like to hear uh, from listeners if they have any more um, pieces of evidence, whether it's for or against the theory. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, let us know. Uh, you can leave comments on our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com backslash box trick. And uh, on our YouTube, maybe you're watching it there. Uh, you can leave comments on Podbean, iTunes, um, email, whatever. You can find me on the internet pretty much anywhere at Super Gains Bros, all one word. Tiffany, where can people find you on the internets? So you can find me on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And you can also find me on Switch and Flick Podcast on Facebook, uh, Twi- Twitter, Instagram, and we're on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I think next week Tiffany and I are going to do uh, our top 10 favorite Mario games. Yes. Yeah, because Super Mario Odyssey is coming out and it looks really yes. cool. It looks really Let's, good. I, you can get that pre-ordered. Um, probably be still ta- a little bit of time when yep. this comes out. Um, comes out the 27th. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Friday. Which is Friday. It is now Monday. Um, yeah. so if you're listening and... to the future and it's like on a <laughs> Saturday and you know, 2019, well, it's not on Friday. Well, it's not. Um, but I, yeah, pre-ordered that. I'm, I'm ready. Um, got it for a pretty good, uh, price on Amazon. Yep. Amazon, it in. You get, Amazon, you get those real sweet, uh, you got prime. You can pre-order games for like 10 bucks cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for $47 instead of 60 which is pretty cool. Cool. Well, yeah. okay. All righty, guys. That's our show. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye.